Okay, so small oopsie. I said that we can intercede for those who can petition to us when talking about the saints. Look, man, sometimes I'm just like going through this and just things are flowing. Words are coming out of my mouth. It makes sense. And then when I listen to this second time, I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's wrong. Um, <clears throat> apologies. So, yes, no, it was, what I was trying to say is how beautiful is it that we can have those listen to us in heaven listen to our petitions and intercede for us so my apologies my friends You know what? I have headphones, and they work. But whenever I go to record, they don't work. And this is the first time that I'm not wearing them, even though they don't work. And it's weird to be able to hear my voice. Um, so now that I'm getting over that, hey, welcome. Um, yeah. So today's November first, except not really. But I am going to be reading a reading from the Office of Readings from Liturgy of the Hours, from Saint Bernard, talking about November first, which is, you guessed it, All Saints Day. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know, it's uh, really worth pondering that the fact that All Saints Day is a solemnity, which, as a deacon once explained to me, is uh, identified in the church and has this uh, this canon definition of a Mac Daddy Feast Day. Um, yeah, so write that down, that's important. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, but honestly, yes, a solemnity. Without the fact that the church sees fit that the birth of Christ, the death of Christ, the raising of Christ, like all these days are solemnities. And the fact that like, hey, the this day is so important to honor maybe the saints, yeah, but also to keep in mind the saints, that it's so important that we're going to make this day a feast day. So that's uh, something worth really just remembering that like hey the church has seen it fit to make this one of the holiest days of the year um that should mean something about the saints intercession to us shouldn't it but what i have for you today is not just me rambling but also i have this sermon from saint bernard abbot and i just think that this is a wonderful job and uh I just he does such a great job bringing uh, to importance of two things from the saints. That one, there's this holy, infectious desire that when you read about the saints, you can't help 
but want to live a more holy life. You can't help but think more about heaven and set your mind on the things of heaven, that you can't help to live more intentionally and live in the reality that this life is not about earthly things. Like, it's just going to pass away. And there are important things, and there is an important mission that we're all entrusted to, and we need to attain to that. And that could be in a simple way, like St. Therese of Lisieux, and just like, she just did everything holy. <laughs> like, nobody cleaned dishes as holy, except maybe Mary, as St. Therese of Lisieux. But that's what she had. And she said, you know what? This is my act of holiness. I'm going to do this. And then when I'm a saint in heaven, I'll be a great intercessor. And she is. Um, or you could be like, uh, I mean, like Franciscans and living a holy life of extreme asceticism and penance for the world. Or you could live your life like the great martyrs um, and giving, like giving your life to the Lord. Uh, but today... Uh, that was the one thing. Sorry, one more thing before we go into uh, to Saint Bernard's work here, and the other thing is that yes, okay, um, just merely spending time reflecting on the saints' lives can be inspiring and help us, but also their intercession it means a lot, and yeah, I I think Fulton Sheen sums it up very well when he says something along the lines of um, prayer allows us to attain what is otherwise impossible for us to have. And he talks about his uh, his life and when he was a student, I believe, over in in France, he took a tour to um, to visit Our Lady of the Immaculate Consumption, or not Consumption, <laughs> Assumption, Our Lady of the Immaculate Assumption and Lords. And he had just enough money to get there. So he... he went to the grotto he prayed and you know he was he went back to his hotel and then he you know it was the last day he only had enough money to get there so the hotel that he was at he didn't have enough money to pay for so it's getting a little bit later and being the holy and pious man fold in china he's like you know what lord i prayed and you didn't answer my prayers the first time on this last day but i'm gonna go one more time i'm gonna give you another chance <laughs> and while he's praying in the squad the second time, this uh, this person comes up to him and asks him, hey, can you, can you speak French? And he says, yes, I can. And he says, would you like to tour us around? And uh, France will pay you. He's like, oh, yes, sure, I'd love to. And then right before they leave, he's like, oh, one more question. Have you already paid your bill for the hotel tonight? And he says, no, <laughs> uh, come with me. You can, you can pay for my hotel. And he ended up leaving, going back to his studies with more money than he had than when he first set out on the journey. So we get to experience this wonderful thing of prayer and this wonderful pilgrimage. And he was left with more than what he had. Now, I wouldn't say, hey, if you want to make money, this is a great way to make money, but to, you know, pray for the intercession of the saints. But no, uh, it, it does leave what a beautiful spiritual truth that, you know, after completely and utterly trusting the Lord in this way, that he was left with more than when he first started out. So, with all my long-windedness, I'm going to get into this work by St. Bernard. Why should our praise and glorification and even the celebration of this feast day mean anything to the saints? What do they care about earthly honors when their heavenly Father honors them by fulfilling the faithful promise 
of the Lord of the Son. Let's just restart that, you know. All right, I'm going to be honest. I've been adjusting the mic because it was very uncomfortable, so I was a little distracted. This deserves my full attention. Why should our praise and glorification or even the celebration of this feast day mean anything to the saints? What do they care about earthly honors when their heavenly Father honors them by fulfilling the faithful promise of the Son? What does our commendation mean to them? The saints have no need of honor from us. Neither does our devotion add to the slightest thing to what is theirs. Clearly, if we venerate their memory, it serves us, not them. But I tell you, when I think of them, I feel myself inflamed by a tremendous yearning. Calling the saints to mind inspires, or rather arouses in us, above all else, a longing to enjoy their, com their company so desirable in itself. We long to share in the citizenship of heaven, to dwell with the spirits of the blessed, to join the assembly of the patriarchs, the rank of the prophets, the council of the apostles, the great hosts of martyrs, the noble company of confessors, and the choirs of virgins. In short, we long to be united in happiness with all the saints, but our disposition changes. Our, excuse me, but our dispositions change. The church of all the first followers of Christ await us, but we do nothing about it. The saints want us to be with them, and we are indifferent. The souls of the just await us, and we ignore them. Come, brothers. Let us at length spur ourselves on. We must arise, we must rise again with Christ. We must seek the world which is above and set our minds on the things of heaven. Let us long for those who are longing for us, hasten to those who are waiting for us, and ask those who look for our coming to intercede for us. We should not only want to be with the saints, we should also hope to possess their happiness. While we desire to be in their company, we must also earnestly seek to share in their glory. Do not imagine that there is anything harmful in such an ambition as this. There is no danger in setting our hearts on such glory. When we commemorate the saints, we are inflamed with another yearning, that Christ our life may also appear to us as he appeared to them, and that we may one day share in his glory. Until then, we see him as not as he is, but as he became for our sake. We, he is our head, crowned, not with glory, but with the thorns of our sins. As members of that head, crowned with thorns, we should be ashamed to live in luxury. His purple robes are a mockery rather than an honor. When Christ comes again, his death shall no longer be proclaimed, and we shall know that we also have died, and that our life is hidden with him. The glorious head of the church will appear, 
and his glorified members will shine in splendor with him. When he forms this lowly body anew into such glory as belongs to himself, its head. Therefore, we should aim to attain this glory with a wholehearted and prudent desire that we may rightly hope and strive for such blessedness. We must, above all, seek the prayers of the saints. Thus, what is beyond our own power to obtain will be granted through their intercession. Man, that's wonderful. I think that's actually just so splendidly done that at the end there's an acknowledgement. There is, we yeah, it's important to acknowledge there are things that we do not have the power to obtain. There are things that we want that we do not have. Um, and this can be either good, it can be spiritual, or it can be anything. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I guess in a sense, sainthood is one of the things that we long for, that we do not have the power for, which is important because it means that if we can't do it, we have to search for those or the means of which we can. And for the Christian that is undoubtedly praying to God and asking him for the graces to make it happen. But first we have to be humble, acknowledge we can't. And for us in this Catholic tradition, how beautiful is it that we think love is stronger than death and we know that in our faith. That the Lord who is love died for us and rose again. And those who are with him and joined to him and perfectly bound to him, they cannot be dead because if they are joined to Christ, they must be alive. So too it is for us that like we can talk. If we are a member of Christ, if we go, we receive communion for us, like we literally have Christ in us and we become a part of the body of Christ. How right and fitting is it for us to intercede for those in heaven who can listen to our petition? And this doesn't mean that there's a lack of like what God can do. No, if you, I mean, in a very strange way, in a real way, in a very, I guess, what should be an obvious way to us, but we just don't think about it that when we petition to the saints, if they are members of his body, then we are petitioning to God because in heaven, if that union with Christ is perfect, then Christ helping us through other people, and these people are saints, is nothing less than Christ helping us himself. I mean, how many times is it that like you're you're waiting for something or uh, I mean it could be a job like I'm waiting for a job and you get a job like, or you get a job offer and you say no to it and you're like oh man God why won't you help me and you just keep turning things down like that and it's like well he is he's giving you the opportunities or you're just you're having a bad day he's like God I wish you'd help me with a bad day and somebody comes to you and they talk to you and they help you like yeah God God can send things and God can send people our way as a response to his prayer and in heaven it's even more perfect. So, yeah, I thought this was awesome. Um, I thought this work was amazing. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. I hope that it is as impactful in your life and just inspiring in your life as it was for me when I read this. God bless you guys. I hope you have just a wonderful week. I am praying for you, but I started this trend and I just feel obliged to continue it. So... I'll pray for you if you pray for me.